In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. All right. Well, uh, we've got uh, with us in the studio some gentlemen that are going to help us uh, understand a little bit about uh, solar energy and kind of the state of that um, within Oklahoma today. So if you guys want to go ahead and kick it off, introduce yourselves. Um, well, I'm Chris Gary. I'm part owner and general manager of Sun City Solar Energy here in Oklahoma City. Uh, Jim Stover, owner of Advanced Solar and Wind Technologies out of Choctaw. Uh, Brian Grigsby, co-owner of Refresh Creative Media here in Oklahoma City. All right, well, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for Thanks. coming. So yeah, part of the reason that we're doing this, and we kind of touched on this a second ago, is we try to stay on top of what's going on. And for people that have been listening to us for a while, it might seem like we're starting to get very political. <laughs> um, that's not necessarily by intention. It's just right. that's what's going on right now. There's so much, so many different things happening on all different fronts, from presidential stuff to it's our own state legislation. Engaged. So part of this is there's some controversial stuff in the legislature right now about solar energy. Is either one of you guys want to like kind of hip us as to well, what's going and on? And I'll let Jim talk about the, the bill that's currently in place since he's the author of the bill. But one of the things that's affecting solar, and it's strictly for OG&E customers, PSO and also Canadian Valley, but for here in Oklahoma City metro area, OG&E, was State Bill 1456, which was passed back in 2014. Uh, basically, the bill states that uh, the electric company or OGE has the ability to charge solar customers for um, basically not buying as much power from them. So now they can come back and actually charge solar customers so much per month to make up that loss. And there's a lot of things that go into what they were trying to explain of how this subsidies and different things actually exist, but they can't seem to prove it. But that's one of the one of the things that has happened. But where, where it's really a hot topic right now is that it is in the Corporation Commission's hand as far as a vote on this right now. When the law was passed, Mary Fallon, Governor Mary Fallon, had put an executive order down that, that the electric companies had to prove that they are either losing money or that people who do not have solar are subsidizing people who do have solar. And I can explain that if we want to get into it. But uh, subsidized solar, that there has to be proof. And so far, there has been no proof of this. But it is in the corporation's uh, commission's hands right now to vote on. And it's been about three months. About and three months, yeah. What it boils down to is what was actually proposed and, and yet to be approved is a $2.68 per kilowatt charge on your electric bill if you have solar power or wind, either one. Yeah. But uh, primarily solar as well. What that, yeah, primarily <laughs> solar. But what that amounts to is, uh, say you have a ten kilowatt peak usage in a month. Well, then you'd be charged ten times two dollars and sixty eight cents a month. So, or two dollars and sixty eight cents. So that'd be twenty six dollars and eighty cents added to your bill every month just because you have solar. Does that seem even remotely? Not because Fair. I'm using electricity well, from the grid or anything like that. Well, Just that's, well, that's what they state that that charge is for, is to provide you that electricity from the grid because you're not using as much as you used to. Well, it to. almost sounds like Walmart is going to come and charge me some extra money because I grew my own tomatoes instead of buying them from Walmart. Absolutely. Or, that's exactly right. Or like I get upcharged at the gas station because my car is more fuel efficient. More, more fuel yes. efficient. Yes. Basically, what they're trying to say is, is that uh, Jim and I, we're, we're actual solar. We have solar on our homes. So, you know, f for me, example, I have solar on my home. It's, a, it, um, you know, it's probably providing me with 50 to 60% of my overall electrical needs during the daytime, not right. 100%. But what they're trying to say is, is because I buy less solar from them, or, or excuse me, less power from OG&E, that within the cost of that kilowatt is some is a fixed cost, that they put a little bit of fixed cost in the variable rate of the kilowatt that they charge people. Well, because I'm using less, that means that my neighbor 
is having to subsidize me for having solar because apparently uh, they're okay. they're having to pay for that you. additional cost. Well, first of all, they haven't proven it, but let's just say if it was true, okay? Let's say it was true. Let's say they could prove that that was a proven fact. What is the difference if I went out and I put geothermal in my house and I'm using 40 to 50% less electricity? If I put LED lighting throughout my home, home energy star appliances, I'm using less electricity. Yeah. Well, in that theory, anybody who does this is shifting cost off to their neighbors. It's as simple as if I had a swimming pool and I'm running my pump 24 hours and I decide, well, hey, let's, you know, I'm going to start running just eight, eight hours a day instead of 24 hours a day. You're using less electricity. So mm -hmm. the, the whole theory of what they're trying to do doesn't make sense. And well, it, it sounds like it's literally just because they're they're crying foul that they're losing money and they don't want to lose money. I mean, obviously, a, well, the corporation it, doesn't want to lose money. That's, but. that's a qualified statement, too, yeah. because yeah. right now, or at least when this uh, deal was enacted, there's 15 people that fall into this category. 15? 15. <laughs> mm -hmm. One five. Wait, that has legislation to cover yes. fifteen people. Yes. Yes. yes, because they they know well. Solar solar has been around for a while, but really, you know, solar power for homes and grid ties, battery backups, whatever, especially grid ties, which are systems without batteries to off just basically offset your electric bill. They've only taken off now from the last what three to four years. About I mean, with the cost years, coming yeah. down, so customers are steadily climbing. What they're trying to do is get in front of this. They're trying to play it off that it's not that big of a deal, <laughs> right? And but we're trying to get in front of it. In mm -hmm. some previous conversations we've had about different legislative actions, that's been a big warning that we've heard is that there's a lot of stuff trying to get pushed out to stop a problem before it starts. Exactly. They're trying and to eliminate competitions. Exactly. It really boils down. To. <clears throat> and then that's always uh, a bad idea. But getting back to what Chris just said a minute ago about, uh, say, I wanted to put geothermal on my house uh, or business, either one. Mm -hmm. and, and there's nothing wrong with geothermal. Geothermal is a great product. Yes. But all it effectively does is reduce my demand. Right, but if I do that and I go tell OG&E that hey, I just put a big geothermal system on my house, they're going to write me a check. They give for you doing so. They're going to give you a rebate. Of, You're being uh, rewarded for doing that for twenty-five dollars a ton. Yes. I believe it. So they don't have a problem with geothermal. Wow. No, not at all. They'll no. pay you for it. And, and think about it. You all have to sit there and watch TV. Their whole ad campaign of let us do this together. Uh, we can do it together. About. Reducing your electric usage during the day, especially during peak rates. Well, yeah, I mean mm -hmm. they've got that product that they sell where you know smart hours, smart, smart hours, hours. Yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, what do solar customers do between the hours of two and seven is when their peak rates and when they're wanting everybody to use less electricity? Solar customers are using less electricity, and on top of that, they're actually helping their neighbors because most of the systems that are rent or during the day will provide more power than what that home's needs at that any given time that's where the excess power goes back into the grid and it's sold to their neighbors i mean it goes right back in the grid right so OGE doesn't have to go on the open market where it's very expensive to buy electricity because solar customers are providing this excess power to them but still we're being penalized whereas even with geothermal and again i have nothing against you know i love geothermal too but they're being rewarded. You can go right. on their website and it's talked about. So the it. bill that was passed last year, this is the one that allows the. That's the one that allowed the two dollars and fifty cents per kilowatt. That, that's the one that, that passed was, last year. That was the law that says they're allowed to put a tariff. Put a tariff. tariff. Okay. The correct tariff word is place. tariff. Yeah. Okay. But they place. still have to prove that. But the tariff is as yet to be enacted. Yeah. The law didn't say they have to prove it. It was Mary Fallon, Governor Fallon's executive order that said that they have to prove it. So, so that was an, an executive order that she did to yes. say that? Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, on top of it, okay. it, it when and she so, signed it. And so what is the bill that you have authored that's out the there The bill right I've now? authored is uh, Senate Bill 1222, uh, introduced by Ron Sharp. And it covers basically three things uh, for Oklahoma. Uh, the first one is to, well, it's called the Oklahoma Solar Energy Development Act is what the actual name of the bill is. But uh, it covers three different things. Uh, right now, there are several municipalities in the state that do not allow net metering because they are the electric company. Uh, Edmond would be the biggest one, yeah, the closest the biggest one. one. Uh, they will just flatly tell you that they don't net meter because they don't have to. What, what is net metering? Net metering means that they will allow you to deposit electricity 
into the system during okay. the daytime so basically and then withdraw that it's, overnight. It's it's the same as, as you hear people talk about putting in grid tie systems right. Right on people's homes and so spin your meter backwards. Yeah, it's basically yeah. the ability of the meter to go backwards Correct. and forwards. If you can't net meter, basically you'd be giving them free power all afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then when you want your power that you gave them during the day that night, they wouldn't let you have it unless you paid for it again. Really? Correct. And which what they do is actually give you credits for the power that you send. Any kilowatt electricity you send back during the daytime, they give you a credit for it. And in, in theory, you use those credits up at night. And that's what James right. talked about. Our cloudy days like today. Yeah, our cloudy days. Correct. So okay. the, the first part of the bill is to implement net metering by all municipality and electric providers. Uh, the second point is to compensate uh, all owners of solar electric uh, generation equipment for all power produced in the excess of the monthly use, which means that right now, if you're grid tied with OG&E or pretty much all of them, not pretty all, much but all pretty much them, all of them, uh, if you reach a zero point on mm-hmm. your kilowatts used, anything beyond that, you're just giving to the utility and getting no compensation for so this would correct that to where if you overproduce, they're going to actually have You'll to get paid. Well, pay and, and that really some type of credit. It, it, that's why we have to go through the state because it almost has to go through the state on this. State of Arkansas passed a law that was similar to this, but to give you an idea, OG&E in they have uh, customers in Arkansas. Their customers they don't have to zero out their balances. It, it, make it in layman's terms, if if my system produced 400 kilowatts of electricity and I've zeroed out my bill, basically on my, my electrical usage on my bill, but I still send another 100 kilowatts of electricity to the electric company above and beyond that as excess, in Oklahoma or under OG&E and most of the companies, that 100 kilowatts just poof goes out the door, which really affects people's return on investment on their systems, mm-hmm. uh, payback period. Right. Whereas in Arkansas, you know, that... 100 kilowatts rolls over to the next month and it continues to do that for a 12 month period that's and that, right. yeah and that's yeah. what we're trying and a lot of okay. states do Kinda do like it that way roll over minutes on sure. cell phone yeah yeah, yeah. Anybody uh, yeah still has a good example uh and then the third point uh that this bill covers is uh homeowners associations uh not allowing a homeowners association to discriminate where or if you can put solar panels on your house will that also address um historical preservation committees i live in the paseo and I know right now I, they would not approve of me putting solar panels. Right, on we can't put solar panels on. It and would, it's not an it HOA. Would, I don't. I don't pay them anything, right. but they have a right to decide. Historic would probably be. I would think on the outside. That, that's more of. Yeah. This is more of homeowners associations, neighborhood okay. homeowners okay. associations, yeah. type gated communities. I will tell you, you though on the historic deal because I've ran into this before. One of the things I try to remind people, at one time, those homes didn't have heating and air in them either, and air conditioning. Yeah, that's right. And right. they added that. So <laughs> Actually, you, you, know. can, you can get it approved in a historic neighborhood, but it does have to it, be it takes okay. a lot of view from the street. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I can't, for instance, uh, I have, the sunniest part of my house faces south, obviously, mm-hmm. so that would seem like a good spot to put it, but I definitely could not put it there because so then you'd faces see. faces the street. I, I think it's a strange thing, too, because I know that there's a lot of people that, that live in my neighborhood that live in Paseo that would be big proponents of solar energy. And oh, absolutely. You know, kind of this, you know, this progressive energy consumption. You would almost want solar panels to kind of be like this badge of honor that you wear, uh, but it's still seen as like this sort of you know, well, bad I, I mark think a lot of people, image. Jim can, I mean, he can, um, people he deals with, but I think a lot of people think of solar back in the 70s when you looked at solar hot water, you looked at solar back then with solar heating. Solar power wasn't really around that much. And so it was very expensive. Was, it was very yeah. expensive back then. But when you looked at some of these installs that were done in the late 70s, early 80s, because there was tax credits back then. You know, some of them, because as back then, everything had to face south. They were propping these big deals up, you know, to face. Yeah. It was the ugliest things I've ever seen as far as aesthetic-wise. I see. And if you really look at solar installs now, especially solar power installs and, and the, the different panels, the, you know, black frame panels, um, the aesthetic side of it re- looks really nice. I mean, it yeah, really does. Cool. This is a true story. I have solar in my house. It's uh, a single-story house. It took my mother-in-law... Matter of fact, it was a month and a half we had it up, and she comes every day. It took her a month and a half to look up and say, when did your solar power panels get up there? You know, so yeah. most people don't look up. They really right, don't right. look up to notice things like mm-hmm. that. So, 
But what are some of the problems that you would run into with HOAs? Well, i got a prime example. I've got a person or a couple up in North Oklahoma City uh, in a uh, homeowner association that we actually went through the process. We went and met with the HOA board members and design committee, met uh, all the top people, went through, showed them how the solar would look, the design, everything. And at the time, they, they have in their bylaws that you cannot do solar projects. Well, anyway, they were going to, they agreed to rewrite the laws and that we have to submit it to the rest of the neighborhood for their approval and for a vote. We even went to their annual meeting they had probably a month ago, um, and the people that were at their annual meeting said, uh, you know, most of them were, well, we, hey, we have no problem with this. I like this. Well, a week later, a week and a half later, the couple got an email from the head of the uh, Homeowner Association telling them that um, now they've changed their mind and they aren't going to allow a vote and they are not going to allow solar in their neighborhood and come to find out one of the people which i met at the annual meeting was a gentleman who authored the state bill 1456 lives in that neighborhood now i don't know if he has anything to do with it but it's kind of it's just a weird kind of coincidence coincidence you know on there but you know that's the thing that we we fight a lot of things um and, and i understand sometimes homeowners association because trust me i think hoas are good because people don't want motor engines out in the front or camper mm-hmm. trailers and you know i get that or big old ugly sofas on the front sofa porch. on the front you know we get that thing but if they would actually take an honest look at solar and how it looks and know that it's not 1978 these big huge collectors that are ugly it's not like what jimmy carter put on top of the white house <laughs> yeah, not, not I mean, quite like that. Not quite like that. I mean, it's changed. It's come a long way just like anything so else. So you think there's a lot of instances where there's still that mental hurdle that needs to be overcome where people still have education, sort of a, mental, like yeah, a rebranding? Education. Of, yeah, yeah absolutely. And when I mean, we, that's like, where Brian comes in because Brian, I mean, he, he, does, a, he does all of our social uh, media, but um, trying to rebrand and, and get it out there, especially with young people, you know, and, and, and right. young adults, maybe people who are just moving to their house for the first time. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing is is that, and Jim brought it up earlier, you know, back, golly, you know, even 10 years ago, I mean, solar power was so expensive, nobody could afford to put it in. It really didn't make sense, but since the cost of solar power has come down, what, 75? About 75%. 75%. Extremely affordable. Extremely now. affordable. Once okay. you get in Let's the uh, instance, 30% tax credit. Yeah. Let's say I have like that. a 1,500 square foot house mm-hmm. and I want to install enough solar panels to cut my energy consumption by 50%. What would that install possibly cost me? Well, we get asked that question a lot, and it the, depends on the setup. The, but the size that, of your house doesn't matter. That doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. There's a small house so that's use? built very well, and there's but, a big house example, that's built okay. very poorly. For example, you could probably put a system in for ten to eleven thousand yeah. dollars before your thirty percent federal tax credit. Okay. So your net investment seven thousand. System yeah. pays for itself within five years, five to six years at mm-hmm. current rates. And then you're right with all of these energy efficient machines that you can purchase mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and getting back, you've, we've mentioned the tax credit a couple of times now, and this mm-hmm. is one of the things that's really grabbed me that I think is important for people to realize is that we're talking about an industry where you have 30% off of your bottom line for your installation. Total investment. Completely total taken care of. Cost. 30% of the total cost comes right off. You don't have to worry about that coming from state tax credits or anything. Mm. It's already federally funded. It's already built into the budget for it's the next five funded. years. Federally funded. Mm. Federal Tax credit, yes. Yep. And it's wow. already built in. I mean, no, it's not going to disappear or anything like that. And it's let me tell you, for commercial properties, here's one of the things people don't understand. For commercial properties, you have the same 30% federal tax credit, which you can carry back one a portion of it back for a year or a portion of it for 15 years, but also the equipment itself can be depreciated. So you can almost write off 100% of that system through the tax credit and depreciation. Yeah, and not only that, but it's bonus depreciation right now. 50% the first year. First year, absolutely. 50% the first year and the remaining 50% over the following four years. So in less than five years, the entire system's paid for. So then it kind of... The picture I'm starting to see here is that solar is about to really take off. I mean, probably well, in a way well, that we've you never seen before. You know These what? Guys if you were in a different state, state, we would not be having that conversation. <laughs> solar <laughs> has taken off in yes. other states. Yes. It's a big deal in New Jersey, I mean, New York, Massachusetts, <laughs> Colorado, Arizona, California, Hawaii. Solar's not, solar's not going away. Even here in Oklahoma, solar is growing 
very rapidly. And, you know, yeah, do we have some hurdles? Absolutely. We have some hurdles to overcome, whether it be, you know, electric companies. And and I do want to say not all electric companies, co-ops, there there are a lot of companies that work very well with us uh, on solar. But Mm -hmm. um, even the educational part, getting people to understand the cost of it, um, the looks, the aesthetics, value of it. It, it's it's growing and we're trying to get out there but you know we do have some uphill battles uh you know mm-hmm. that we fight every day which is why i introduced this bill yeah. i mean uh, uh it's just time for solar to actually go on the offensive in oklahoma instead of the defensive uh yeah. to try and get some the playing field a little more level make things easier to do uh let's face it the the oil market is again busted right and uh you know a lot of people were looking for jobs and solar jobs i don't know what you pay your guys chris but they my guys don't do too bad no and <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a high way trade above job. minimum wage job and uh you know we need people if yeah. we had more business we'd need more people yeah and not that we can replace the oil industry don't even think that's well, possible. No, not, I mean, it's not but or in the electric. Every companies. little right. bit helps. Yeah, yeah, every absolutely. little bit helps. And actually, the tax on a solar system is quite a large amount. Yeah. When you're talking about a twenty, thirty thousand dollar system, the sales tax just on that is huge. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, why is the state trying to push us away from generating that sales tax? Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me jobs. like this. I mean, it's another one of these things where we're primed for a, an answer to problems of jobs being created tax revenue being generated uh the strain on the resources of our state and energy resources in general being reduced like there's i'm having a hard time finding where there was a report that just came out that said um oklahoma city had a 4.3 percent loss in sales tax revenue from the last year exactly exactly and and one of the other things too is that oklahoma has uh, about the fifth best solar resource in the entire country yes is it really and probably we are 49th in total installations yes. in the country so we'd be 50th a, if it weren't for nevada do you guys but, get a lot of people interested like do you find the curiosity level increasing a little bit lately or? oh absolutely absolutely I, I, yeah. I mean you can see the ins- our, our installs i'm sure jim's the same is just is grown over the last five years just almost mine's almost doubled yeah. each each year i mean it continues to grow and grow and grow and grow so it's not that we're sitting here in in you know it's not that i've heard some people say with OGE's deal and pso's it's going to put solar out of business in the state of Oklahoma. It's not going to do that. It's just slowing it down mm-hmm. uh, to a point. But, it, you know, it, it is something that is going to be pretty tough. I mean, if you're, like Jim said, if you've got a system that you're offsetting 40%, you know, say $40 a month on your electric bill, mm-hmm. but they're wanting to charge you back 20-something dollars a month, well, what good is that to make an investment right. into it? Right. Mm-hmm. What, are we to a point, like, where's the where do we stand on battery systems where if i don't want to argue with and deal with this that i just want to store that excess power locally like if we got to a point where i can have a a yeah. decently small yes. size battery system that will doesn't tesla now have a home battery that well that's they do. It's they, not really available it's, it's not really available yeah. and in uh, i don't know i've been reading some things about tesla's batteries i'm not too fired up about them but yeah but um, yeah, I mean, there's systems. Yeah, we. I mean, both of us. We can design a system for your home to go completely. Off. We do off-grid systems mm-hmm. uh, that's on there. But I will tell you, one of the changes that are that's happening, probably right. Well, it is happening right now. All, all the research or most of the research and development is going into the storage side of right. solar and or wind systems or off-grid systems. So there's going to be a lot of changes that'll be made. Uh, you know, coming out in the next what two to three, four years that yeah. I think is going to make a big difference. This year, actually, well, there's stuff coming by out the end of the year. Yeah, by the end of the year, but it's going to make a big difference. <clears throat> it's going to continue to get better and better and better to where, you know, now it's going to be affordable if you wanted to go completely off grid and maintain your same same lifestyles. You know, it's, it's really expensive to take a normal home like you mentioned, mm-hmm. your fifteen hundred mm-hmm. square foot home, to take that off the grid. You're going to it's going to be quite expensive say, for you it, to do. Yeah, I mean, like, now to take off part of it, you know, your refrigeration and some yeah. lighting and that type of thing for when there's bad storms or whatever. I don't. My power's gone out four times in the past two days, mm-hmm. uh, and it yeah. almost never does that, but it, it has yeah. the past couple of days. But anyway, uh, just to put in a small battery backup system uh, with solar power and everything, it, it's really pretty affordable to okay. do. Absolutely. Uh, As opposed but to like if you want to take the whole thing off grid, mm-hmm. it's a lifestyle, not a 
not yeah. an installation; yes. it's a lifestyle, yes. and that's the part of it that we think is is coming down the road that that's going that part of it's going to change to where you can incorporate it in yeah. and, and bring down the cost, and it's it's going to. I mean, I'm just telling you, the country's going solar, the world's going solar, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and rapidly. rapidly going yeah, solar. I've, I've seen a lot of articles in, of international, like Absolutely. the largest solar generator ever was just put online like last month or something. Yes. And mm-hmm. California just put a huge one online. They yeah. did, yeah. yeah. And uh, Ger- Germany, Germany is the largest solar producer in the world, a solar power producer. Well, we kind of have to. And that's got the climate right. of Seattle. Yeah, and that's yeah. Uh, that's the part of the story that I find the most interesting is that, you know, you've got this this industry that's uh, where you've got a new technology coming in, and it's not going to replace the current system. You're not going to get rid of oil and gas completely. But when you look at the constant cycle of boom and bust that, that is involved with oil, when you look at how often that is affected by international politics and everything else, whereas what are we going to do? Start fighting wars over who controls the sun? Right. Exactly. You know? exactly. Uh, or how much light comes in? It, I think I've read that science fiction novel. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> there was a Simpsons episode about this, or maybe a movie about it. How, how fast it's growing. Actually, solar production nationwide, the uh, megawatts in solar has bypassed production of, of energy from coal. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what the other thing yeah. I was going to say. We said yeah. gas and oil, but yeah, there's also coal to consider. Mm-hmm. Well, there's as been well. some uh, large banks who have started to pull out of investing in in, in coal deposits. Yes. they won't yes. support it anymore. Uh, yeah. Costa Rica, the country of Costa Rica, last year went 256 days entirely on renewable energy. I was going to say I read. Wow. I remember yeah. reading something. I thought yeah. I was going to say Chile or something like that, but Costa Rica, yeah. it, it, mm-hmm. you know. It's so it can be done. Well, it can then, be done. Uh, Jim Roth uh, did that article last month in the Journal Record where he was um, talking about the, the passing of Antonin Scalia. And mm-hmm. um, when he was justice, um, the, I guess, EPA's Clean Power um, Act, mm-hmm. one of the last steps of implementing that was for states to reduce their carbon emissions. And he put, uh, he, he put a stay on that. So that states wouldn't have to go and reduce their carbon emissions. I mean, that sounds directly linked to the coal industry. Yes, and absolutely. and burning coal for your energy. Yes. So now that Scalia is not on the bench anymore, that there is even mm-hmm. a possibility of, you know, that obstacle being gone in the future, and progress well, is becoming a little there, bit fast. Maybe there's never been a solar spill. <laughs> there's never been a solar derailment. No, there's, there's, solar, there's never solar been a solar explosion. I've gotten some really bad sunburns, though. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah, that's just that's unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. When well, there's a giant solar spill, everybody goes outside and has a great day. <laughs> that's a really good point. Well, it's actually. also, I mean, we're, we've obviously made the point that you can't replace anything with solar. And I think in the grand scheme of the future of the human race, we'll probably have to just diversify in general. We'll have to have wind, we'll have to have solar. Maybe we'll Hydro. discover some magic new subspace particle that'll change things. But yeah. So it just seems odd to me, too, because like one of the arguments I always hear against solar is, well, what happens when it's a cloudy day? I was like, well, okay. What happens when oil tanks and yeah. it's, you know, the industry's in crap? Oh, well, we just, we'll ride that that out for the next three or six months or a year, right. but that one cloudy day the is a cloudy reason day. Yeah, that well, that's kind of a fallacy too. I mean, solar still produces on cloudy days; it's just not as efficient. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like you can get sunburn on a cloudy exactly. day. Exactly, exactly, exactly. The point I was going to make, right? <laughs> <laughs> Same point, but yeah. So, solar works surprisingly well. Uh, anybody that has it will tell you that they're really glad that they did it, and. Uh, just the the difference in their electric bill is usually at 50 percent or more yeah yeah and uh i've had people call me back and say you know what we didn't quite get right where i want to be let's put some more on that's where i was at today it's it's kind of like a drug addiction i need more i need more people wanting more of something uh, it's got to be working have you ever had anybody like try to put solar panels in their neighbor's house because they wanted more and they just couldn't fit any more on theirs (laughs) solar leasing i'm gonna say your roof space yeah Yeah. so i see some new construction going on in my neighborhood which is kind of rare because of historical preservation it's hard to get stuff passed and uh, it's a great-looking house, and it's going to be put on the grid like everything else. But it makes me think, are there any new con- like new construction neighborhoods where every house is just automatically coming with solar panel? Like, No. Uh, probably, no nobody's doing that we've talked to, I mean, I've talked to a lot of builders that were trying to do that and start with the, their track homes or their uh, show homes, and then they, they were going to incorporate it in. But we Make it an option. Nothing's ever really 
gotten yeah. to that point yet. There are uh, <clears throat> geothermal neighborhoods. Yeah, geothermal. Well, geothermal all the houses. Yeah, geothermal. Absolutely. But uh, solar, no, not not yet. Is that like in those situations, not to get off that topic, but is that like where the neighborhood itself has like a deeper geothermal infrastructure that everybody taps into? Or is it like uh, they just yeah. all have their own individual? I, I, think, I think it's done both ways. Both ways, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, because I know it's like in terms of heating, it's not the same thing, but we have our cooling tower for our building. But a lot of stuff downtown, there's a central right. industrial right. cooling system. That I did a run. job over in Shawnee where it was a, like a community geothermal project. Are there what is are there any restrictions right now if, let's say, I get frustrated with OG&E and I put solar panels in my house and I tie it in? Like, what stops me from running a line to my neighbor and starting my own grid? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm assuming that it's proper wiring. The National Electric Code. The National Electric Code. Yeah. SG&E. Yeah. That would probably not be something you'd want to do. <laughs> Where was it in Shawnee that had the, the geothermal? That uh, you were the in? Potawatomi Tribe. Yeah. Okay. Of course. That's mm-hmm. a, we grew up in Shawnee. Um, mm-hmm. Ron Sharp oh. was one of our high school teachers. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. Uh, I did a job for him over there on uh, Father Murphy Drive. Where they okay. have their elder housing. Mm-hmm. Is that is that kind of south of Shawnee? Uh, or? Yeah, it's over by Fire Lake. Fire Lake, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit uh, what, right east off, of Fire Lake. Yeah, that's right off the, the highway. Or not the yeah. highway. Yeah, right off the highway, isn't it? There, right, right off of 177. 177, yeah. yeah. So then you you, you approached um, uh, Ron Sharp then about the bill, and then he kind of assisted you with getting it in place then? Is that kind of what, like, are you guys yes. buddies? or? Well, i uh, I've met him. Uh, actually, you have my wife to blame for this whole thing. My, my wife is, <laughs> Isn't that always is, how it goes? is pretty politically connected. Ah, okay. She's in the mental health field mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, and we all know what uh, is going on with the very charged and all kinds of stuff and that. So she is she yeah, stays no very politically connected with all the people, the powers that be for the uh, uh, mental health industry. Okay. So she introduced me to Ron Sharp. And we got to talking and said, well, you know, this is what we really need. And he says, well, I agree. Let's do it. Yeah, that's, so, yeah when I saw that, that this was coming through and saw his name on it, I was like, that's, that's awesome. Like seeing some old hometown support behind, uh, mm-hmm. behind something like this. So it's pretty cool. Well, one of the things when we start talking politics, maybe on the national level too, a lot of people associate solar with Democrats. And I'm going to be <laughs> honest right. with you, on a, on, a, on a federal level, there's a lot of Republican support for solar so it's mm-hmm. not so much a, yeah. a democratic thing or just a republican thing you know i mean well, it's, everybody loves affordable electricity right I mean, well they everybody do but does. see i mean even you know nationwide we're creating not a everybody. lot of jobs and we're creating a lot of business it's i mean 285,000 jobs 285,000 jobs wow. also the largest employer of uh veterans and, uh, veterans that is correct interesting. i don't know if this was a hypothetical thing i read or if this was like a real thing but it was it was an article that was talking about how great um, some larger commercial solar installations are for veterans, because a lot of them are taking place out in deserts. They're isolated, and a lot of yeah. times veterans have issues coming back into communities. But mm-hmm. they can come from these desert locations they've been forever, come out to this isolated space, you well, know, slowly the, sort of reintegrate, reintegrate, the, use the not, leadership skills that they've learned. You know, they're I mean, not yeah. suddenly thrust into like the snowy. <laughs> hometown in Colorado or well, whatever. Those, those large solar installations take several months to build. Right, yeah, so it's I mean, kind of yeah, like a therapy. The whole concept of the article is like it's sort so, of like yeah. this great opportunity for like a slow reintegration therapeutic because you can almost bring a whole platoon over and they're just the new mm-hmm. workforce yeah. Yeah. until they can kind of get back into it and move on. So it was, I read that. I was like, man, that just sounds so yeah. obviously perfect. Why aren't we doing this more? Yeah. Well, and, and it's, uh, you know, I've got a couple of buddies in the Army, and, uh, you know, these are just some side conversations I've had with them, but every once in a while they mention, I mean, solar is something they use right. pretty extensively out there, yeah, you know, was, even yeah, for yeah, just military. really temporary installations. A lot of portable solar. A lot portable of portable solars. things where they've and got to have energy on the spot. Too, like they're getting to use these same skills that they were mm-hmm. We spent all this money training them and sending them over there. Let's bring them back and put those same skills to well, work. Well, just like everything else, of new technology comes out. A lot of it comes through the military, yeah. and there's mm-hmm. a lot of it on the Absolutely. solar side. Yeah. It's going to be coming from the military side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that they they have knowledge on. I mean, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. it's one of those things. It's just kind of a win win situation for a lot of things, and that's what's so frustrating here in Oklahoma when you battle some yeah. of these 
objections. And, and it gets back to, I think it's education. <laughs> yes. Yes. Education, I mean, outreach. Outreach yes. and really understanding. Branding. What, what, well, branding, what it really I, does. I do the uh, Home and Garden Show every year. I was going to ask you guys past, are at them. Uh, five years I've done it now. And uh, we spend, it, it's fun. I, lo- I love doing it. But it mostly is education. That's the whole it. time yeah, we're out education. there, people walk up and they have like five questions that everybody asks. <laughs> and, and you know you got to educate people on on the process and and what what it is to be a solar person. My, my so wife and I, we it's did interesting. The, my wife is the is the other owner of Sun City Solar, um, and uh, Stacey and I we we did the home and garden show for almost seven six years in a row, and it is true from the day from the time that thing opens up, you are on your feet talking. It's all just talking nonstop yeah. for. 12 hours a day then you get up Saturday the whole day yeah. we finally got to the point where it was just like I don't know if I can do it this year or not so we <laughs> took a little bit of a break uh, this year it's fun though it is fun yeah. it's fun so you talked a little bit about technology and it's advancing and like does solar sort of I, I'm wondering how quickly this advances and from a standpoint of like if I were to buy a system right now, mm-hmm. is next year the panels are going to come out? And they're going to be 80% more efficient, and I'm no. going to be frustrated. And it, It's not quite like computers. <laughs> it's what's no, the, what's Moore's, the law, Moore's Law? Moore's Law. It's not quite like years. Moore's yeah. Law. It does advance, and fairly quickly. But what, what happens in the solar industry is that the size of the panel has been standardized so that installation is easy to do. Right. So a panel is 39 inches by 65 inches, roughly. So what's happening is that panel is becoming more and more powerful every year. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, 250-watt panel for that size was pretty much the normal. Right Now it's about 285 watts for yeah. that same size footprint. So that's what's happening is they're becoming more and more powerful. And I guess you could term that as efficient. Uh, but it's not like Moore's Law. It's not doubling mm-hmm. Every and, and everything that we months. use, I mean, I think Jim, you use Enphase too, don't you? On some on your uh, mostly, yeah. mostly, yes, we use Enphase, but uh, even the Enphase microinverters, those are what go behind each in, the actual inverters go behind each individual panel. Those have gotten a little bit larger in size. They've just coming out with their new model. That's a two hundred eighty watt model. Their old model was a two hundred fifty watt. But the thing is, is that manufacturers take this in consideration and, and all these systems there you can co-mingle them you that can add to expression. it mm-hmm. you can take a grid tie system without batteries we can convert that into a battery backup system Absolutely. still using your in-phase microinverters you can take a battery backup system and can re- and add components to it and now we we're starting you on an off-grid system so you can grow with your systems you don't have to start out with being completely off the grid if that's your goal to get to usually what yeah. we do is is that your goal? We'll get you to your goal. This is what we need to start out and mm-hmm. yeah. kind of go from there. And like I said, I've had several people that say, well, hey, that worked good. Why don't you come put on about 10 or 12 more? <laughs> well, so, yeah, I, I've got a customer that started with you, five panels, and he's up to 45 panels. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. I had one that uh, he started with uh, 12, and he's ended up with 32. 32, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, at some point, either their roofs are just gigantic or – these are going onto other structures. Pole, we can do pole mounts. We can, can do, do ground mounts. We can do roof mounts. There's a lot of different things we can do. And, um, you know, when you deal with special and grid ties within phase microinverters, it makes it very flexible and very easy to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, just adding components and stuff to it. I mean, it's. I've and, seen one where somewhere people set them up on top of their porch gazebos or on yeah, top of their yeah, carport, absolutely. you know, for carport. extra shade, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. Crazy. So you mentioned there's some new technology in terms of storing the power that may be changing in the next mm-hmm. year. Couple. I mean, what is that looking like? Are we talking about batteries? Are we talking about like crazy like water heat storage <laughs> systems? Well, or like, most of them are, are are battery technology. A lot. Some of it's coming out of again military different things. But um, I've I've read. Matter of fact, I just read an article. Uh, it's been about six months ago, but they were doing seaweed gel that can hold electrodes. I mean, there's really? a lot of things that are in research and development right now that they're that they're looking at. Um, and then with electric cars, you know, I mean, they're that's really pushing the market. I mean, that's where the Tesla battery or Powerwall battery for solar came from is right. is from their the battery batteries, on, you know, the cars and. Um, the lithium batteries have a little bit of an advantage over a typical lead-acid battery correct. because a lithium battery, just like your cell phone, you can run it all the way down to nothing yeah. and then plug it in. 
And that's true if you do it with solar as well. You can run it down to okay. almost nothing. Whereas if you use a lead-acid battery, you better stop at 50%. Yeah, if you don't right. stop at 50%, you're probably going to damage that battery, and it won't cycle properly after that. So the advantage with lithium batteries is that you'll be able to use the entire battery, not just part of it. But they are more expensive. Right. Sure, sure. So... Well, we've talked about the the solar panels on homes. What about solar farms? Well, actually, OG and E has put in two solar farms at their plant over there on uh, Have they really? On uh, Reno and uh, Morgan Road. Morgan Road, yeah, they're by the power plant. plant. I think uh, one's two megawatts and one is half a megawatt. And how much how much ground does it cover? Uh, uh, several acres. 16 and a half acres, acres I think. Oh, that's yeah, a it's, wow. It's pretty good size. Uh, part of it's on trackers so that it's always pointing towards the sun. Oh, cool. They're actually pointing north and south. The rows point north and south, and then they point east at the beginning of the day and move to the west as the day progresses. And then the rest of the other part is fixed mount. Okay. Well, what, what about having like a kind of a combo situation on your house with solar panels and then like a little wind turbine? Is that... Uh, wind turbines are not usually as efficient, uh-huh. and there's in in town there's usually some regulations that are going to prevent you from doing anything that's uh-huh. worthwhile doing. Okay. Uh, large well, and enough. One of, and to one be of the advantages too of solar compared to wind, uh, Jim does both. I, I just do solar, but um, y- you know, with with wind, you do have some maintenance costs on the back end that you'll have. I mean, it's a moving parts and everything. Whereas mm-hmm. with solar, you don't have any back end maintenance mm-hmm. costs. Uh, I mean, as much as maintenance you have is no moving parts in a 25-year warranty yeah, versus I mean, a five-year right. warranty. You might take a water hose out parts. one morning and just spray off your panels, knock some dust off of them. Uh, and that's about it. Well, how, how do the solar panels stand up to Oklahoma weather, like hailstorms <laughs> and windstorms? <laughs> there's the question. There's the question. What I've got to do is put that video out more that you send me from Solar World. Brian's got a video from Solar World. Panels answer any of those questions. They're extremely durable. I mean. I, mean, I guess they'd have to be, but it, all, it takes about tennis ball size hail. hail. Wow. Yeah, which is oh, really big hail. To that. I don't know if you've ever really? seen tennis ball oh, yeah. size hail. But it's to. about the size. We've of got fist. thousands of panels that have been out now for more problems than just yeah, your solar if, panels. If, yeah. for eight if years you have now? that kind of hail, you're replacing your roof and yeah. your cars windows, and windows, your windows and, stuff. And, and solar panels. It probably won't break them all. Two or three or half of them, maybe. But it's not the. It's not the insurance claim. It, it's part of the insurance claim. Right. right. So yeah. it's really not that much of a concern. You don't need to worry about putting those no. no solar panels no. up and then and worrying day by day that something's going to happen. That's the number one question that, that we're probably asked is, how do they hold up to hell? How mm-hmm. do they hold up to hell? And I, I just tell people, and it's, and it's the truth, uh, we got thousands of panels out there. I've never lost one solar panel to hell until last spring. I lost one down in Norman got hit with baseball size hell there was 36 panels it was a ground mount and it only broke one of them wow mm-hmm. and so they're they're go. more dirt that's another thing people think that they're like little china porcelain dolls up there mm-hmm. yeah. yeah brian's uh, got a i sent him a video it that uh yeah is all world that produces a lot of their panels and stuff uh yeah they'll 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 set it up on a rack and they'll drive a you know a large truck straight over right the over. thing yeah um, <laughs> park it on them yeah, park it, park it straight on top of it and just let it sit there and they don't bend or anything. I mean, we'll never promise nothing will ever happen, but they are. So they're pretty low durable. maintenance. There's zero maintenance. Zero, zero maintenance. Zero maintenance. Zero maintenance. Mm-hmm. Other than what you might want to wash them up, but we get enough precipitation in Oklahoma generally. Yeah. We call a rainy day a maintenance day. Yeah, a rainy <laughs> day is a maintenance day. Yeah, so it's not cloudy and rainy. It's just we're down for maintenance. Yeah, it's just knocking the dust off. Yeah. That's a really good argument against that cloudy day. Well, those are built-in maintenance days. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Right. Well, exactly. Free of charge. You have to have them. <laughs> you got to have maintenance I don't, I don't want to pick on OG&E. We're actually throwing those in for free this year. I don't want to pick on OG&E too much, but um, if you go to their website, you'll find the one page where they push solar you know, as a service right. that they provide. Um, and Chris can probably, these guys can probably tell you about the type of panels that they choose and stuff like that. But what's amazing is that 
they'll spend all this effort to, you know, put the page up there and show you that they've got this solar farm and everything else. And then they take up a nice big section saying, oh, and by the way, efficiency drops 80% on cloudy days mm. and it's not reliable and, well, you know, promoting yeah. it and shooting it down in the, within the same paragraph. Well, <laughs> what they're wanting you to do is become a virtual solar customer mm -hmm. just like they have virtual their wind. wind. Right. Where you think that your power is coming from it because Correct. they tell exactly. you it is. But yeah, you can't. because they tell you. It is. What, they, no, what, what they really want is the same with their win. They want you as an OGE customer to buy into that program to subsidize. There's the word subsidize that people want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Subsidize their wind and solar project. Well, right, and, and they're going to charge you more for that service than mm -hmm. the, they, would they would if you didn't sign up. For That's it. correct. So. Go I ahead. saw that <laughs> yeah. that graph you were talking about with yeah. the solar thing, and it was so hilarious to me because I didn't see it on their website. I saw it on their Twitter feed one day. It happened to be in the middle of the major power outage during the ice storm <laughs> yeah. where people kept losing. And it was like about the week later, they had got most everybody back, but everybody kept having all these random drops and shutdowns. And they put this graph out talking about how unreliable and inconsistent solar power was. And I really just wanted to respond and be like, your grid power is worse than this right now. Like, <laughs> it certainly has been in fact, my house if we, yeah. the past couple of days. Yeah. If we put a graph of your ups and downs over the last week on top of that, we'd probably find out that I wish I had some solar panels. Yeah, it's, I used to live in a neighborhood um, near 63rd and May that on any days where there was strong wind, I mean, you could be sure that the power was going to go out for a couple of hours. It happened all the time. Well, that's that's probably a lot of our, what we call battery backup systems, which work just like a backup generator, basically, but it's with solar and batteries. A lot of our customers out on the rural area that are on the tail end of the line, that if power goes out, they don't get power for two to three weeks. Right. And and they have a lot of power loss. You might, Do you live on the end of the line or something? No, evidently. <laughs> no, it's it's been pretty good. About that, it's but, been uh, really good, but I don't know what's But that's on. the reason why they've gone into solar. And, and there's a lot of people, there's a, there's also an argument, you know, between uh, solar power and batteries for backup as opposed to a backup generator. And uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's a big advantage to using batteries versus a, a, a natural gas or propane, propane generator. generator. Because yeah. when, when your power goes off, the propane generator is waiting for that to happen. It's just sitting there waiting for that to happen. Right. But it takes about 15 to 20 seconds for it to Respond. turn itself on and ramp up to a speed that is going to start producing electricity and, and throw the yes. switch between the it and the power company. Uh, when you have batteries, it's instantaneous. Yeah. yeah. As soon as it's is just it really? like a UPS system on your computer. I was going to say, as, soon as yeah. the power drops, it's taken it, it's over by the battery. Instantly. My apartment is basically on battery backup through a series mm -hmm. of big UPSs that I have because I just, I mean, you get these little brownouts and stuff, like you're mm -hmm. saying, gust, gust mm -hmm. of wind and the trees hit the thing. Yeah, you'd never even notice. What but yeah, it just goes, you hear, you hear the battery go click. Mm -hmm. yep. And maybe you hear a beep. Mm -hmm. And then it's just going and then it comes back on. So, yeah, it's, I imagine it's pretty much that same thing, except it's just sort of jacked into the main well and also and, and not because you know I, I think generac i think kohler they make some great generators also i'm not we're not downplaying them at all but you also have fuel to run those and let me right. tell you if you're running a full house or a full load on a natural gas or propane you're you're spending some money yeah. it's yeah. about 15 to 20 dollars i had i had a customer <laughs> that installed a generac generator he actually had solar and uh, he he wanted to do an experiment he actually shut off his power completely in his solar, and he just ran off a generator for uh, pretty much two weeks to see, you know, if it was better than paying OG&E or for their electric and stuff. And uh, come to find out, it ended up costing him about three times the amount yeah. to do that, yeah, because yeah. he's running off of propane and right. on there. Right. So, you know, there there's some drawbacks with the generators. Not that they're bad at all. We have a lot of customers that have both solar and the generator right. for backup, yeah. but uh, a lot of advantages for solar. Well, speaking of marketing, where can people find your companies if they're curious, they have questions, mm -hmm. websites? Um, you can find us on Facebook. On Facebook, Sun City Solar, I guess maybe that OKC. was a better question for yeah. yep. Brian. Uh, um, and I knew that question was coming up, and I sat here and I blanked out on our Twitter handle because yeah. uh, I just yeah. I just automatically pull it up. It's like, you know, knowing your phone number. Uh, I don't think of it. <laughs> well, also, uh, you can go on like suncityenergy.com. Uh, yeah. We have a website uh, for Sun City. Yeah, and, uh, and Twitter is Sun City Solar OKC. OKC, yeah. And I'm uh, Advanced Solar and Wind Technologies on Facebook and SolarWindOK.com on the internet. There you go. 
Are there are there any uh, like home and garden style shows coming up that you guys might have something? Uh, I'm out this year, but <laughs> no. Uh, I just normally do the one in January. Yeah. The only one I do. Yeah, that's that's the only one. The I tried the state fair one time, and or actually twice. And let me tell you, that's cruel and unusual. <laughs> so. Everything about the state fair is cruel and unusual. unusual. Yeah. I don't know how you. That's did pretty that. funny. Yeah, it, was, it was rough. <laughs> and uh, the Senate bill that you're introducing is twelve twenty two. Twelve twenty two. So and that's currently it's in the committee of the rules, rules committee. Yeah. And basically, again, what that's going to do is um, keep electric companies from stopping net metering. It's also going to help people with HOAs be sure that they can put them on their homes. And there was one other and, thing, uh, third thing. Uh, pay you for all the power you put all the access. So. The, the other thing, two people, if they can, if they're interested in it, you know, and don't want this um, tariff to be charged, it, it, it's in the Corporation Commission's hands, but call the Corporation Commission and view your, you voice your voice opinion your on it, definitely, mm-hmm. because the more people they hear from, uh, prime example, I mean, City of Edmond or Edmond Electric, um, that does not allow, one of the only municipalities in the state of Oklahoma, um, I don't know about Jim's people he talks to, but I know there's a lot of people right now that are voicing strong opinion against that to get solar yes. mm-hmm. to where on there and there's a lot of movements going on right now somebody calls me from Edmond and I tell them about that they go well who do I need to talk exactly to? Yeah. who do I need to call call your senator call your representative absolutely just call everybody call everybody yeah. just call everybody you know <laughs> but uh, nope right. solar's solar's uh, progressing rapidly in Oklahoma absolutely it's, it's the future is bright as we like to say yes. <laughs> but uh there's still a lot of hurdles. Uh, like I said earlier, we're 49th in out of 50 states. All right, 51. hold on. So Brian Grigsby sitting here to my right. You are the you, you do the media and yeah. Twitter. Uh-huh. Tell everybody what your cell phone cover is. <laughs> um, it, this is a picture of Nikola Tesla as Thor, the god of thunder and lightning. <laughs> yes, um, yes. That is yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's pretty nice. That is pretty fitting. Thank you guys. My son always grabs it and shows it out to people. (laughs) Thanks for being on. Thanks for enlightening us. Thanks for that was accidental. accidental. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's, Kurt's awesome! That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show. Facebook.com slash Wafty Show. We'll see you next week. I'll be free. Get the wild